We're going to be looking this morning at uh, Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. <clears throat> Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. This is, as Brother Dennis mentioned, the uh, account of Ezekiel's vision of the valley of dry bones. We don't have a valley of dry bones in New Orleans. Maybe the closest we have to it would be uh, St. Louis Cemeteries number one and number two. It's been several years since I've been through those cemeteries uh, uh, near the, the CBD downtown. But the last time I was there, you could walk through and here in New Orleans, for those visiting from out of town, we bury people here above the ground because the water table is uh, so close to the surface, you can't dig a six-foot hole. Uh, the casket would float out, so we built above-the-ground crypts for most of our burials. And St. Louis numbers one and two are very old cemeteries. One of them uh, was begun back in the 1820s. The other one maybe a little earlier or a little after that. But uh, the last time I was there, they were in a great deal of disrepair, and you could walk through the cemeteries, and some of the the roofs or, or ceilings of those crypts were missing, and you could walk by and look and see bones inside the crypt, inside the grave. Uh, sometimes the front would be off, sometimes the top, and, and it was a little unusual, to say the least, to be able to walk to a graveyard and see bones there. Uh, many people sometimes are buried in each crypt. You can bury another person in the crypt after, according to Louisiana law, one year and one day after the previous burial there. So sometimes the crypts contain uh, many bones within them. Uh, Ezekiel did not see crypts, but he saw bones laying on the ground. Let me read uh, Ezekiel 37 verses 1 through 14. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. He caused me to pass among them round about, about and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O oh, Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life and I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive and you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And you think of that song, Dim Bones, Dim Bones. Uh, the foot bone connected to the leg bone, the leg bone connected to the hip bone, the hip bone connected to the back bone. After my wife's recent hip replacement surgery, I, 
I uh, think about what about that artificial bone that, that is in there now. But the bones came together, bone to bone. Verse eight, and I looked and behold, sinews were on them and flesh and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they came to life and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. And then God explains in the, the next few verses what this vision means. As you remember, the people of Israel have been taken captive into Babylon. Uh, Ezekiel had been a prophet before the fall of Jerusalem. He had prophesied that God would bring judgment on Jerusalem and Judah and that the nation would be taken into captivity. And sure enough, it was. And uh, even Ezekiel was taken as a captive himself into Babylon. And there in, in Babylon, he had visions and continued to prophesy. And this is where he were, was when he had this one. He was in the midst of the people taken captive, taken away from Jerusalem, taken away from Judah, away from the place they loved, away from the temple, away from so much. Many had been killed in that uh, taking of exile and the conquering of the land. And the people are discouraged. The people are hopeless in many ways as they have been there for years now and seem to have no hope of ever going back to the land that had been promised to Abraham, the land that they inhabited, but the land which they had been taken away from because of their sin, because of, of their faithlessness to God. And it was here in the midst of this hopelessness, this discouragement, this just not knowing how anything was going to work out that God sent Ezekiel to give this prophecy. And God explains it beginning in verse 11. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the, whole, are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. We are completely cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of your graves, my people, I will put my spirit within you and you will come to life and I will place you on your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and done it, declares the Lord. God does send warnings of judgment through Ezekiel, but here, he sends to a saddened, uh, hopeless, uh, heart-broken people a word of hope, 
a word that lets them know that all is not lost. Even though they are away from all they have known, even though they have been conquered and it appears that their nation may be coming to an end, God sends a word that just because the bones are dry, very dry, does not mean all hope is lost. The vision begins here back in verse one. The hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and sent me down in the middle of the valley. God was speaking to Ezekiel. God was moving him. We don't know what valley this was, but we know it was symbolic of the place where so many had died. The hopes of Israel had died. Many of their people had died. Their kings had been <clears throat> sent into exile. And uh, these bones represented the death of their hopes, the death of their dreams, the uh, inability to think about the future whatsoever. And here, God sent this vision to him. And the bones, there were many of them, symbolizing many people who had died. The whole nation, in effect, had almost been eradicated, except for the exiles and a few people left back in the land. And uh, he set me down in the middle, and it was full of bones. And not only were there many bones, but they were very dry. He says, uh, uh, it caused me, in verse 2, it caused me to pass among them round about, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. They weren't just dead bodies, but the bodies had decomposed, and the bones were there, and the bones hadn't been there just a short time, but the bones were bleached dry. No life whatsoever in them. No hope of a resurrection and Ezekiel saw this, representing all of Israel. And then God says to him, can these bones live? What would Ezekiel have thought? He knew enough not to say, no, God, they're not, they're, there's no way these bones can live. He knew enough to say, only you know, God, you know if these bones can live. Oh, oh, Lord God, you know. And then God said, prophesy over these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Seems foolishness, doesn't it, to prophesy to dry bones with no hope of living? But here we see that God, when God says speak, when God says prophesy, when God says there is hope, it doesn't matter how we may feel. It doesn't matter how impossible it may be. Numerous times in scripture it says, for nothing is impossible with God. If ever anything seemed impossible, it seemed that these bleached bones could not live. But God said, prophesy over these bones, prophesy over them and uh, uh, say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. 
The word of God makes such a difference. When we're in Brazil and we do mission along, missions along the Amazon, we make sure that we try to, as we share the gospel, make sure that the word of God is in our presentations. We use uh, evangelism through called the Evangicube, which has uh, numerous scripture references in the presentation. And we stress the importance of, of having those verses in the presentation so that people hear the Word of God because the Word of God changes people. The Word of God gives life. The Word of God makes a difference in lives. So God said, speak to them. Hear the Word of the Lord. So Ezekiel said, bones, hear the Word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive and you will know that I am the Lord. God told Ezekiel, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you what to say and these bones will live again. So what did Ezekiel do? He obeyed. He obeyed in the midst of a valley of dry bones when everything seemed hopeless and dead. He did what God told him to do. So I prophesied, verse 7 says, as I was commanded and as I prophesied, there was a noise. There was a noise. Can you just imagine Ezekiel standing there and seeing this valley of dry bones out before him, lifeless, hopeless, and he prophesied to them. He prophesied to them and said, uh, come alive, prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. Began to hear that tinkle of bones, that rattling of bones as one bone began to come together with another. Seen movies kind of like that, that uh, are a bit spooky, but this would not have been a spooky sign. This was a sign of hope. This was a message of hope that dead, hopeless situations aren't hopeless with God. And no matter what you and I are going through today, there is hope. There is hope because God can speak to dry bones. God's word can enter our lives and we can arise and be what God wants us to do. There was a noise and behold a rattling and the bones came together bone to its bone. God has the wisdom and direction to cause those bones to be put together just like they were supposed to be put together. Not knee bone connected to the toe bone, but bones came just as they were supposed to come together. And I looked, not only were there skeletons now, full skeletons with all the bones intact, he said in verse eight, I looked and behold, sinews were on them. Tendons and ligaments were on them and and then flesh, the muscles uh, grew on them. 
Must have been a sight to see skeletons with sinews and muscle, but then skin grew upon those bodies. Skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Full bodies, bodies put back together, but lifeless. Not quite zombies. They weren't moving it at this point because they had no breath in them. Verse nine, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord, God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may come to life. This word for breath, ruach, is a word that can uh, mean wind, it can mean spirit, uh, it can mean breath. All of those have close meaning together. Uh, God gives life through his breath. God is, uh, creates through his word and, and God uh, told Ezekiel, prophesy to the ruach, to the, to the wind, to the breath and, and come into those bodies. And uh, it says, O breath, breathe on these slain that they come to life. Verse 10, so I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they came to life and stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. Dry bones, piles of dry bones, many bleached white dry bones suddenly through God's movement, through the prophesying and God's activity, now it stood, they stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. Quite an encouraging sign for Ezekiel and quite an encouraging message for all the people of Israel to know that all their dashed hopes can come to life again. All the bleached dry bones can come back to life and God will work. Dry bones to a great army, to a discouraged and defeated and a hopeless and depressed people. This message came and gave them hope once again. And God explained it, as we said in verse 11. These bones of the whole house of Israel, behold, they say our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. The people had no hope. It had died. When they were taken into captivity, most of them had just given up. We are completely cut off. They were taken away. They were so far away from Jerusalem from their homeland. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, I will open your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of your graves, my people. Bodies without breath, without spirit, uh, don't give hope. But God said, not only will I put bone upon bone and I will put sinew upon the bone and I will put skin upon the sinew and skeleton, I will put my spirit within you and you will come to life. And I will place you on your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and done it, declares the Lord. 
God is prophesying that his spirit would be upon this hopeless people, that he would raise them up out of their despair, out of their brokenness, out of their hopelessness, and give them hope once again. His spirit would enter them. It was critical for the bones to come together and the sinew and the skin to be on there, but God's spirit was the final and most important part of this prophecy. For without God's presence, without his spirit on us, then, then we cannot have life. As we sang and as Ron shared, uh, it's not about where you are. It's not about what rock you touch. It's about the presence of God which is with us today. And his presence today can give anyone who needs hope, anyone who needs lifted up, anyone who thinks that, that uh, there isn't a lot in the future. God can say to you today, with my spirit, I can raise you up. And you can become a mighty man, woman, boy and girl for God when my spirit comes into you. Today, maybe you don't know Jesus as your Savior. If so, God's Word says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And God will give life to all those who will call upon Him. Maybe you're a believer and, and you've become discouraged and, and hopeless. God wants to encourage you today that His Spirit can do a great work in you and can lift you up to where he wants you to be today. Don't give up hope. Follow the words and direction of this vision that God gave Ezekiel to know that, that nothing is impossible with him. When all seems lost, God is here. God is here to reach out his hand and to take you. God is there to, to hold you in his arms and make sure that you know that you are not abandoned you are not left on your own. You have hope because of the God who can raise an army of bones into a mighty, living, exceedingly great army. I don't know what your need is today. If you don't know Jesus, your biggest need is to know him as Savior and Lord and to call on him. But uh, maybe you're here today and you're discouraged and and hopeless and don't know about the future. Have faith in God. Believe him that he is able to take you from where you are now to raise you up, to give you a life that uh, through faith in him, you can make a difference in the world and he can make a difference in you. In just a moment, we're going to sing a hymn of invitation. And I encourage you, let God fill you with his breath his spirit, his life, so that you can be the one that he wants you to be. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you today for your great love, for how you reach out to us when we're discouraged and when we're hopeless, and that you can just pick us up and help us begin uh, the, a new life, a rededicated life, a life with you at the, spirit, at the center of our life, filled with your spirit 
so that we might become the people of God that you have called us to be. Lord, if there's one here today who does not know Jesus, I pray this would be the day they would say yes. Jesus, come into my life. Save me. Forgive me of my sins. Be my master and Lord. Oh, Father, we just pray that you would draw us to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.